This month, our podcast is brought to you by Jay Brooks Coffee Roasters in Memphis, Tennessee. You know by now how much I love coffee, and Jay Brooks has a special place in my heart. True North is their original signature blend. Its name points to Jesus Christ, who they say is the real owner of this company. The name reminds us that we are guided by unwavering integrity and clarity of purpose directed by our Lord. The name derives from the world of orienteering, finding your way across terrain with a map and a compass. In order to stay on course and avoid getting lost, the compass must remain oriented toward true north to avoid getting off track by the pull of the compass toward magnetic north. When trekking in the backcountry, the alignment of the compass with true north must be regularly calibrated multiple times along the path in order to stay on course. Did you know that? I love learning new things. Just as the pull of magnetic north can get a hiker off track and eventually lost, so the pull of the world can also affect each one of us. If we're not careful to constantly calibrate ourselves, our spirits, ethics, morals, decisions, with our perfect standard in Jesus, we'll slowly but surely lose our way and end up somewhere we don't want to be. It's in these moments when it's especially important to create some breathing room and ask, how's all that working for you? Jaybrook's Coffee Roasters offers True North as a perfectly balanced cup that reminds us to remain centered in the one who is perfect to orient our lives every day. And hopefully we'll savor a cup that infuses a bit of tasty delight along the way. To order this signature blend for yourself and learn more about Jay Brooks, click the link in the show notes or visit jbrookscoffeeroasters.com. That's the letter J, brookscoffeeroasters.com. You are officially invited to create some breathing room. This is the absolute best podcast to find the strategies, resources, and motivation you need to stop drowning in overwhelm break free from hustle culture, and live out your God-given purpose. I'm your host, Rachel Baker, and girl, I've been there, done that. It is my God-given purpose to help you find space for an intentional, so you can confidently live in those strengths, skills, and passions that light you up and serve others. I know you are ready to create some breathing room, so let's do it together. Welcome to episode 31 of Create Some Breathing Room. This month, we are talking about how to prepare for the holiday season. And we're looking at this a lot of different ways. So last week in episode 30, we talked about preparing your home, your physical space, the actual logistics of preparing for the holidays and different ways we can look at that, deal with it. So if you missed that one, It's there for you. Go catch up. But today I'm so excited because we're going to talk about how to prepare financially for the holidays. And you want to talk about something that will kill the joy of the season. (laughs) For me, it is dealing with money or not dealing with money. And then it deals with you later. We want to nip that in the bud. So today we have a guest interview. And we are going to talk about some holiday budgeting tips, mindset tips with Brittany Flammer. If you don't know Brittany, you are about to know her, love her. It's such a good conversation. I do want to tell you a little bit about her. Brittany's a busy mom and she's a financial coach. She graduated with a degree in business, but she says her real education about money came after marriage. She learned how to budget because she and her husband had a low income, several babies, and they love to travel. So in 18 years of marriage, they've averaged an annual salary of about $35,000, and their net worth is over $800,000. 
She's an open book about her personal finances. She loves talking about money, and she's really good at helping others find that financial peace of mind. I first started working with Brittany probably back in 20, I believe the beginning of 2020. We were both in the online teaching realm, and we both joined a course at the same time. We were in the same cohort, went through that together, and the majority of the people in that course were working on how to reach others and coach them to become online teachers, creating a YouTube channel, all those types of things. But I remember even back then, Brittany was all about the finances. She wanted to help moms save money. So we were wanting to help moms make money from home, but she had all these other ways to financially support them, tips and tricks and templates of spreadsheets. And she's just really expanded on that passion. So, you know, we talk a lot about knowing your strengths and your skills and your passions and your people, right? This is exactly how Brittany has gotten where she is. And so I knew when we were going to come in and talk about money around the holiday season, Brittany was our girl. So I'm very excited for you to hear this conversation. Take notes as needed. You know everything we discuss, all the resources shared are linked in the show notes. So be sure to check those. Let's hear from Brittany. All right. Hello, Brittany. How are you? Rachel, I'm great. It's so good to be here. I am thrilled that you agreed to come on today and talk with us. We are, you know, I'm trying to get in the vibe for the holidays coming up. There is a little piece of me that every time when I start to get ready for holidays and I think about the holidays, there's just like a little bit of anxiety that starts creeping. Is that just me? No, it's not just you. That's the whole thing. That's what happens because there's so many good things, but there's just so much to deal with and so much going on that Mm -hmm. it is easy to get overwhelmed. Yes. And we want to avoid that. So that is why this month we are in any way we can, we are kind of preparing ourselves. So we've talked about already how to kind of prepare our physical space, preparing the home in a way that works for you. But I knew I needed you because you're my money girl. And that's a big piece of this season. Like it or not, there's a lot of gift giving and receiving and there's food and all the things. So I wanted to talk with someone who's better with money than I am. That would be you. It'd be really just about anybody. Let's get real. But definitely you. You've helped me a lot. And I want to talk about how we can prepare our budgets, our wallets, what that can look like. So thank you for coming today (laughs) to speak into that because that is not my area of expertise. But you know, before we jump into the money talk, I ask every guest as we get started. So I'm going to ask you to, I would love to know what does breathing room look like or for you? So when I hear breathing room, instantly what I picture in my head is when you've been dressed up in like a fitted dress or a suit all day long. And then the end of the day, you finally get to unzip it and get into your yoga pants. Yes. That is what I visualize in my head. That's so good. So I feel like, but what that translates to is like being comfortable with where you are Mm -hmm. um, and like life is crazy. There are going to be struggles and challenges. And just, I have five kids. There's a lot of chaos 
girl, five and- kids. Can we just pause? Like, she just spits that out. Like, it's not even that. I just got five kids. It's fine. Anyway, like, that's a thing. That's like, let's talk talking about clothing. Like, girls got a corset. Okay. So... <laughs> Okay. So yeah, unless the corsets rigs, right? um, But just knowing, like, there is going to be some chaos. There's going to be some stress, but not letting it get to you because you're okay with where you are and you've got a plan to move forward. Mm -hmm. I love everything about that. That's so good. And just the visual. I'm a sucker for a good visual image. So that was really good. I like that. Okay. So as we talk about being intentional, right? Looking at where we are. Preparing for the holidays, money is a really big stress. If you've got a bunch of it, I feel like it's still a stress point. Yeah. How much to spend and how to pay for it and how to, there's so many factors. Um, In fact, Lending Tree has a study every year. And for the holidays last year in 2022, the average amount of debt was over $1,500. And that's the most that they have ever seen it. And Of the people that took on debt, 63% of them did not plan on going into debt. Is this like just for the holiday, like just Christmas debt? Yeah. So it's not just, yeah, just holidays is what they call it. So not specifically Christmas, but in my mind here in North America, it's most majority are celebrating Christmas. Right. But um, that's crazy. People not planning, but there's so much that happens. There are, like you mentioned gift giving, but there's, you have lots of parties. Every kid has Mm -hmm. a recital for everything they do. Oh my gosh. Yes. There's so much. And it's not bad. They're all good things, Mm -hmm. but it's overwhelming. There are ugly sweater parties that are so much fun, but it's so easy (laughs) to, if you have, if you don't have a budget, it's easy. Obviously you're going to blow your budget. And even if you do have a budget, you've surpassed gone way over what Mm -hmm. you should have spent. Then it's like, well, who cares at this point? Like I've already blown it. What does it matter now? Yes. Well, and also just that, like, whatever, it's the holidays. And it's the season of joy and giving and it's easy to get caught up. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. So, and I know for me, like there's the money piece of it, but that's just like a little bit when we talk about money that also soaks up a lot of our time if we are trying to keep a budget and figure out what we can and can't spend and the energy oh my i just feel like i get sucked dry every time i have to deal with money stuff and so i would love from your experience and you do a lot of financial coaching and so this is your wheelhouse but What tips do you have for us to just kind of prepare our budgets or even prepare our mindset around money for this season of life? Sure. So there are so many like tangible money saving tips and budget items. Mm -hmm. But before you even think about that, I think the best thing is to be intentional. You mentioned being intentional earlier, Mm -hmm. is to be deliberate about what you're doing for the holidays because they are supposed to be an enjoyable time, but it is easy to get bogged down. Um, A few years ago, five years ago, I was pregnant with our youngest, our last kid, Mm -hmm. and I was sick and just, it was like, just trying to make it through the day. And it was holiday season and I was like, I cannot do everything we normally do. So I was like, something's got to change. Mm-hmm. And that year we have like this big advent calendar that has like pockets. And you, what I would do is each day I'd put like a little slip or activity for what we were going to do for the day. 
And so our kids in the morning would pull it out and read what we're going to do. And that year I was like, I can't do this. So I cut out a star in felt Mm -hmm. and we just moved the star from day to day. That was like all we did for the advent calendar. I love it. We still did some activities, but we just picked a couple of activities that were important to us that we wanted to do. So we did so much less that year. And you know what? That was like our fa- my favorite Christmas. We like enjoyed the season and focused on the more important things, not on doing everything. Yeah. And I bet, honestly, I mean, you know, we can't speak for the children, but I think that kind of thing can get overwhelming for kids too. Like it sounds, there are a lot of things I think we do as whether it's moms, caregivers, or just family members. Like I got a bunch of nieces that are younger and we like to do fun things. But I do think that we often think in order for the kids to enjoy the season, we have to do and go and experience. And I got to tell you, I mean, as the mom side listening to like 24 days of an activity every, I'm like, what? I'm already tired. I'm just listening to it. And that was four kids and one growing. So I could imagine they probably enjoyed the activities, but I don't feel like it would be this huge letdown to not have something every single day. Well, and even like some of those activities were like simple little things, like they weren't all big things, but Mm -hmm. still it was just like, I had to make a conscious effort to like, we're just going to pick a few things that are really important to us. And even now, so we still, we still have that same felt star and that's all we do every year or every day we move it. But we ask our kids like what they want to do. And you know, like their favorite thing is to drive around and look at Christmas lights. I'm like, well, well, we can do that one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, we do have, we usually let them each choose like something they want to do. And sometimes they want to do the same thing. So we do pick a few things and we plan them in advance and then we say no to things and it's okay. Mm, That can we just hold on to that for it? Like we say no to things. And it's okay. Yes. Which, you know, we talk about that a lot here. When you say no to something, you're saying yes to something else, right? Or when you say yes to one thing, it's no to something else. There's always this trade-off. And for whatever reason, I think it's just like the experience, the all the things. It's hard. It's hard to be like no to that fun thing, even though we have 500 other (laughs) things happening. Yeah. So just want to wallow in that a second. (laughs) And then one other less tangible tip I have that's so hard, but to not compare because Mm. it's so easy to look at what someone else is doing and it's a great thing, but just because they're doing it doesn't mean you have to do it. Or like you, we do a gingerbread house and we do graham crackers. Like I, and I have friends that make beautiful gingerbread, but I'm like, you know, it's for me, it's just, it's not bringing me joy. I I like buying the graham crackers and doing the easy. Um, So it's just choosing the things that are going to bring you joy and being content Mm -hmm. and not comparing, which is a lifelong goal, right? Right, right. It's a, it's a daily thing to work at, but so helpful. I th- and I love, I love that you have that piece about your graham crackers. Like, yeah. I think we all have things like that. That's like, well, but everybody else, why can't I? Who even cares? Does it serve you? Does it serve your family? Does it bring you joy? Is there any good contribution? No, 
we'll be doing graham crackers. Thank you. And I love that there's the squeezable icing. Yes. It's like already in the tubes. I remember as a kid, we would do Christmas cookies and we mom always like homemade icing and dyed it the colors we wanted and all that. Oh my goodness. I'm not, I'm just not that kind of mom. Yeah. And it's okay if you are, if that brings you joy, yes, do it. But do if it, it doesn't, then mm-hmm. don't waste your time and money. Like it's just not worth it unless yes. it brings you the joy. It's Marie Kondo with your money. Yeah. There you go. Does it spark? Joy. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So those are the intangibles, but you said that we also have some tangibles. Talk to me about that. Yes. Okay. So the first thing is to be proactive. And I know this coming out, it's a little bit late in the season to do this maybe for this year, but for next year, the best thing I can recommend is to set money aside every month for Christmas because mm-hmm. or for the holidays. Right. So we celebrate Christmas. So I know December 25th every year, I'm going to spend, I'm going to need some money for Christmas. It's whatever you want to spend. There's no right amount on how much you're going to spend or should Mm -hmm. spend. But, you know, if I want to, if I think we might spend a thousand dollars. So this year I'll pay attention to what we're spending. And if we spend, let's say we spend around a thousand dollars this year. So next year, I know a thousand dollars is a good ballpark. So that Mm -hmm. means $83 every month I can set aside. And I love having an automatic transfer from my checking account into a separate savings account. Mm-hmm. So the money is not there. It, you it, you don't see it. You don't look at it. Yes. Um, wherever you do your banking, you can do it. Open up another account. Or I love online banking. Ally, SoFi, I know you've heard me talk about those. Girl, yes. Um, listen, you can preach it all here. Come on. Everybody <laughs> needs it. <laughs> yes. But just setting that automatic, like, Payday on the first, the second it's transferred out. So you don't think about it. You don't have to do anything. And then when it comes next year, you've got the money. Yes. And that's such, I think that brings so much peace. Like to set it up initially, I know I've had thoughts of like, oh no, is that where that money needs to go? Because if, you know, anybody who's got my type of executive functioning skills, there's now and there's not now, right? And so when I look at my money, I look at that $83 that comes out in the month and I'm like, oh, but what if we need that now? Because I'm not thinking to Christmas, that's a year away, right? Like that's so far out. And so I love that tip to just have it automatically. I don't touch it. I don't look at it. I don't think about it. But then when it is now for Christmas, I have this account with the money in it ready for me to go. And so, and I'll ask with that, when you're talking about setting money aside for Christmas, you're thinking like any ask, like gifts or like the meals that you do or the recitals, like any of those things. Is that kind of, is it an all encompassing? For me, it is. You can be as detailed as you want. You could have a separate bucket for travel or for food or decorations. I lump it all into one and it's mostly gifts, but I, so I was going to talk about this. I figured it'd come up later, but I do have a budget template that includes Mm -hmm. sections for all of those that if your listeners are interested in, I'll share the link so you can, they can get it for free. Yes. We will have that link in the show notes and we, you can talk about it again later. We just jumped it a little early. We will link everything. If Brittany's got a template for it, if it's if there, she's got a shop, any of these things, spreadsheets, we're going to link it all because we need it. 
We're glad Um, you made it. (laughs) Yeah. So it's what I use for my family and you can be as general or specific as you want. But when I'm setting money aside, I just set it into Christmas. And then when Christmas rolls around, I start thinking about how we're spending it for Mm -hmm. Christmas. Um, But just having some money, like it just takes off so much of the stress Mm -hmm. when the shopping comes. But I know with this, we're looking at November. We don't have that much time between now and Christmas is our example. So there are some things and what we're going to do, because I, we've now, I've planned our budget and I don't have enough for what we want to do for Christmas. So mm. here's what I'm going to do. Oh, I love um, this. Real life. Uh, Let's go. <laughs> yes. Uh, first of all, a spending freeze. I don't know if you've ever done one of these. I need um, to. Teach me so, your ways, Brittany. So I know people that will do like a month long spending freeze and there is no way and heck I could successfully accomplish that. I think it's great if you could do it, go for it. But I could not. Who can with five kids? Let's get real. I don't know. I don't know. So I like to do a week-long spending freeze. And it simply, it just is what it sounds like. You don't spend any money that week. Um, Bills, they are fine. They're Mm -hmm. all automatically paid anyway for us. Mm -hmm. Um, So paying bills is good. But any money that does not have to be spent, I don't spend. So this means for groceries, I don't go grocery shopping. And so what I do is I look in the freezer and I know you open up that freezer and you're like, there's nothing good in here. But when you go through it, you pull out that like meat that you're not quite sure what it is, or these vegetables that you bought and have never tried or a freezer meal that that's looking kind of right how long has that been in there yeah I'm with you um so we pull all of that out like the random bags of fruit or veggies everything I go through that first and I I just list out everything we've got in our freezer and then I plan meals around that and Mm -hmm. I look in our fridge and then I look at our pantry and so I plan meals and it is amazing what you can come up with when you have to, you get a little scrappy, mm-hmm. but you can totally, it's amazing. You're, I'm always shocked at how much I can come up with, with what we've already got on hand. I absolutely believe that because I think even right now, as I think about like, I know generally what's in my freezer, what's in my, you know, for the most part. And I do think like a lot of the money that I spend on groceries are like the favorite things. We like it. We want to have it. It's not like we're completely out of food. It's that's not really the food we want right now. And so we go get other better food. And so I know there are things in this house that we could eat and how like it just take a moment and like how blessed are we to have that situation. So even Mm -hmm. in the moments where I feel like we don't really have a lot. We're low on money. We're, you know, even if it were to get to that point, like, well, sorry, kids, we're out of cinnamon toast crunch. You're going to have to suck it up with the frozen waffles that we, you know, that nobody's been touching for however long. I know that we could survive longer without spending money. A week is short enough that I'm like, okay, I can do it. It's only a few days. And mm-hmm. then we'll be back to normal. Um, and so I I do it not just grocery shopping, but like I tell my kids, it's a spending freeze. So I'm not spending money. So we're not going to do any, like my sons love to go to the trampoline park. That means no trampoline park. That means we can invite friends over, do a play date, go to the park, things like that. But we're not spending any money to do anything. If I have gift cards, we can use the gift cards because oh, that doesn't love that. spend money. Yeah. But um, 
So, but I know some people, if they know they're going to do a spending freeze and they'll like plan for it and spend extra the week before. So if that's you, then just do it today. Start today. So like say normally we spend a thousand a month on groceries. I go one week, that's $250 that I can set aside to our Christmas fund. That's amazing. So yeah. So something like that is totally doable mm-hmm. and it's a way to earn, not earn money, but get money right away that you normally would spend and put it into your fund. I also, I know people have strong feelings about credit cards. We use credit cards Mm -hmm. and we get cash back on our credit cards. So that money, I just let it accumulate all year and then we spend it for Christmas. That's so good. That's like our Christmas budget. Mm -hmm. Um, And that has always worked for us the last, last year that wasn't enough. So then I had to save some more, Mm -hmm. but I love that. Even a cashback app, I bought a fetch swag books. Those are some of the popular ones. It's not a ton of money, but I use it and I let it accumulate. And then I get either Amazon gift cards, which is where we do a lot of our shopping. Same. Yep. Or you can get, put it into PayPal or to your bank account. Mm -hmm. Um, Or I know last year, my daughters love like Bath and Body Works. And it like, it's really, I don't love it. And so I'm like, why would I spend like $5 on a soap when I could get one for, you know? But so I used my Fetch Rewards and gave them gift cards. And I'm like, okay, like win win. I don't care what they buy. It might only be 25 bucks, but hey, that's a gift. Oh, for sure. So it does add up. And then I know another thing is just sell stuff. That's like the fastest way to get some cash. And I know you don't think you have anything to sell, but you look around your house and you can find something that someone will be interested in. Yes. Well, and so for our kids, and we've done this for several years, kids want toys. They want stuff. They want to fill their rooms with all the things. And again, like first world problems, right? Like I I feel like we are so gluttonous with stuff sometimes. But I have gotten to where I'll tell my kids like Christmas is coming or it's birthday is coming. If it's either one of those times, there are other kids who don't even have half of what you have. We're going to clean some things out. And there are all they can always find things that they haven't played with in a while, they haven't used in a while, or a game, you know, board games, card games that they don't play anymore. And I mean, it either goes and is donated somewhere that benefits, you know, like the children's home or something, or if they want to do a little yard sale, I'm not opposed to that. If, you know, we can sell some things and get money that way. Um, And so I think that even if you don't look around and see things that you can get rid of, I promise your children have stuff. (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing when I tell my, if I, especially if I tell my kids like, oh, if you sell stuff, you get to keep the money. I'm amazed at what they're willing to get rid of. Right. (laughs) It's like all of a sudden they don't care so much about that. Exactly. Any other day, that's their favorite. But if they get money for it, then, oh, I didn't need this. Or if they think they need to make room to get a new toy, they have to get rid of an old one. It's amazing how much more willing they are. That makes me think of another tip if you are trying to stick to a budget during the holidays is to Mm -hmm. set your kids' expectations because no matter what you do, I mean, you want to give your kids things, experiences, you want them to be happy. You want to like feel the joy and see right. them opening the up season. something. Yes. But no matter what you do, a friend's going to get more. A friend's going to have a newer, nicer, more expensive. Mm. 
So you can't compete with other people. You don't want to try to compete, mm-hmm. but, um, but you don't want your kids to be disappointed either. So, uh, last year we spent the most we have ever spent on Christmas and we're at the point where we don't really want, I don't want stuff mm-hmm. to clutter up because you multiply it by seven people and no matter, it just adds up really fast. Yes. Yeah. And I don't want to clean it and take care of it. So we've tried to do more like experience type things. So we bought and we've moved now. So we live in the mountains mm-hmm. where it, it snows. So we got a season pass for our family to go skiing. Nice. And that was a lot of money, more than we normally would spend. So we yeah. warned the kids. We said, okay, you're only getting one gift from dad and I, and then Santa will bring you something, but you won't, you'll only be getting one gift from us. And so they, we told them that at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So they knew that going into it, they got a little bit from Santa and they got one gift from us. And that was their season ski pets. And you know what? Not a single one of them complained. I bet. Be- because we like we had warned them they didn't have these expectations of having like hundreds of gifts right um i mean they still went through magazines and looked online for things they wanted and but no one complained and like also it's good to remember that at least for us like they still get some gifts from grandparents and they do some cousin gifts so it's not like mm-hmm. they didn't get anything right but but it's so easy to think like oh feel like you have to do so much so in our family, even, you know, like grandparent gifts or whatever, uh, the last couple of years, we live a couple hours from Memphis and where mm-hmm. I grew up, we love to go to the zoo over there. And so like the last year or two, we have gotten a zoo membership because we, if you go twice, it pays for itself, right? For our family. So like, that's worth it. And so I would say even from grandparents, whether it's you, whoever, I love those experience type gifts. Like here, we got you this membership. You can go to the zoo whenever you want free parking and you know, whatever goes with that. So I love that you were able to do that. That's something for the whole family. It's more experiences, not just the day of. I just, maybe it's age, you know, as I get older, I'm like, we just need to do things. We don't need stuff. Is that a sign of me getting older, Brittany? (laughs) No, I think it's a sign of your kids getting older, right? Oh, there's that too. Yeah. We are in the teen years now. That's a whole thing. I've heard you say a couple of times about spending and like staying in budget. And that just makes me think of like all the times that I do mess things up. Like, are we at a point, like, can I ask you like the, the biggest pitfalls, right? What are the things you see as a financial coach, as somebody who really works in this area, overspending, blowing our budgets, or maybe it's mindset pieces, like stealing our joy from us. How can we not do those things? That's what I'd, I'd like you to just cure it all. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, that'd be great. So, I mean, you talk about not being able to stick to a budget. Um, For that, for example, um, first of all, having a budget will help that. that. Yes, yes, there's that. Um, So it's good to have a budget to start with. Um, And it can be as detailed or as simple as you want. Maybe it's, okay, we've got $500 for Christmas. And so you stick an envelope in your wallet. And every time you buy something for Christmas, you subtract $25 at Walmart. So now we've got 475 left Mm -hmm. and you stick the receipt in your envelope. So then if you come across something else, then you can buy that and return something if you need to. Ooh, that's so smart. I hate returning things. I try to avoid it at all costs. Yes. But it is so easy. Like you buy this just in case you don't think of something better and then something else comes along and then you can't, you don't ever return it. So 
So I like to just track how you're spending it. And it can be, so in my budget, I have, I, I like spreadsheets. So I use Google Sheets so I can pull it up on my phone and just write in, we spent $25 at Walmart today. Yeah. Or the envelope in your wallet or just the notes app on your phone tracking how much you've spent. Yes. Um, because $20 here, $30 here, it adds up so fast. Yes, it does. And all of a sudden you've blown through it and it's Where did it Black go? Friday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. I know some people that really struggle with sticking to their budget will use cash. Now, I personally hate cash. Mm-hmm. But if you can't stick to a budget, then that's a great way to stick to it. When it's gone, it's gone. That's it. There's no more left in the envelope. People are not taking your receipts as money. And some people like to do an overall Christmas budget. Like, okay, we've got $500. If I buy decorations, that comes out of my Christmas fund. Mm-hmm. Or it can, if you want to divide it up smaller, you can do, we have $100 for our Christmas party and we have 400 for gift. Like it doesn't matter how you do it. Whatever makes the most sense. Right. And I have seen, I have had a friend who was doing cash in envelopes before and she had a certain amount of money per kid for her three kids. And so she had an envelope for each kid and knew like, oh, I'm getting this for that kid. That money comes out of this envelope. She was very, she was, it was legit. She knew what was up and stayed on track. So I think it like you can get that specific, right? If you yeah. need that and want to make sure you're staying on track. So yeah. So whatever love. will work for you. So I personally, when I plan my budget, I like to divide it up like and be specific. But then when it comes to my spending, I just kind of pull it all from the same pot. Right. And if I got this on sale, that means I have more money to spend somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Right. So so that's what works for me because I'm not great at being super, super detailed. But if you need that, then you can be super detailed. That's a great way to do it. Yes. Love that. All right. So what about the mindset of it all? Because like we, there's a lot of the tangible things we're kind of hit. I want to make sure we hit both in both areas. So that just like getting stressed out about things, stealing our joy during the joyful season, right? Do you have anything on that that we could also not do? So it's, like work in progress, right? Learn from my mistakes. What I like to do, and this is not budget related really at all, but I like to like look at the calendar like the month before and kind of plan. So we ask our kids, like, what is it you want to do? And so for us, it's the gingerbread house and we do a competition and invite friends. So like, that's a big thing. So fun. Driving and looking at Christmas lights is on the list. Mm -hmm. Um, So we get like the four or five things that we know we're going to do. And we put them on our calendar. And then there's always like a piano recital or a choir. Like there's always some things that like we have, we're obligated to go to. My son plays trumpet and we must go. They have the Christmas concert. Yes. I'm with you. So we put the, like, we want like our must do items and like, I put them on a calendar so that I know that they're going to happen. And then the rest of the stuff, I don't worry about it. Um, I I like to get my shopping done early Mm -hmm. and then not go to the stores (laughs) because there's so much more traffic and people get cranky. So I just like avoid anything and do grocery pickups. I don't have to go into stores. And if I'm not going into stores, I'm not tempted to buy more. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that's not everyone's personality. Um, but, but that's kind of mine. We buy stuff in advance and I like to buy a lot online 
And then same. And yes. then I just don't go shopping. I avoid it as much as possible. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what works for us. Just kind of prioritizing, putting the important things on the calendar. Yeah. And then not not worrying about the other stuff. You talked earlier about like comparing to what other people are doing. If you know these are the things. It's like you said, like the kids have that to look forward to. They know that that's coming. And so even if you see, you know, this family over here doing this super fun thing, why aren't we doing that? Well, we've already got our stuff planned. So I can see how that comparison piece could be diminished a bit by planning ahead of time. Another thing that we really like to do is some sort of a service as a family. Mm -hmm. Um, We started this. A few years ago, my mother-in-law, instead of giving us like a gift, she gave us money to do a service as a family. Um, So she gave us like a hundred dollars and everyone, they could, we could do whatever we wanted. So that year our family chose, like I took the kids and they each picked out fabric and I sewed some like really simple quilts. We did like, not the tie quilts, but like the fringe Oh yeah. And so we have like the special scissors. And so my kids did that. They did tie one, I think. So it was like the blankets were not pretty (laughs) because it was like, I think Paw Patrol was what was in, was popular. It was like, (laughs) they weren't the cutest, but they each picked out their own fabric. They were each excited. They each got a help. And then they went with us when we took them to deliver them to the shelter we took them to. And it was just great to be like, oh, this is for people that need it more than we do. So it's just, it's the giving mindset and it was as a family. And Mm so you walk away from stuff like that, not wanting more stuff, just being happy with what you have. Oh, I love that so much. And just to put things back into perspective, we, we do that. We've got a food pantry at our local Mm -hmm. church and we try to make sure uh, you know, the kids, their grandparents help run it. And so if they can go and help, we want them to be able to do that and interact with whoever's coming and give them yeah. smiles and hugs, you know, all the things. But it's like you said, you know, I think it's really easy. And especially those of us, if you're looking at social media all the time during this season, that comparison, envy, you know, coveting my neighbors, whatever, like, All of that can really build up and that's the antidote, right? Like we talk about having gratitude, you know, doing gratitude journals and that mindset help pull you out of a funk, right? Yes. And I love that you are really intentional about this is a time of service. This is a time of giving. This is like, I don't want to hear about your Lego sets anymore. We're going to go and make blankets for people who are cold and don't have them. Like, Put it back in perspective. That's so important. So we've done that in various forms every year since then. And it's been great. And it's not always perfect. It doesn't always look great. One year we we did refugee kits and like I took everyone to buy the stuff. And I was like, this was a terrible idea. I was like, no, no, I should have gone and bought it and then had them assemble the kids. (laughs) We learn as we go. We learn as monitor and adjust. My husband's like, whose idea was that we're in the store at Walmart? You know, the middle (gasps) of the season, chaos. Anyway. No, no. I'm getting hives just (laughs) listening to you talk about this right now. That is the worst. But it doesn't, I mean, there were years when we didn't have any extra money. And so it was, 
donating stuff to so one year we like they needed books for refugees and so we went through our little home library and each kid picked out a book like so it didn't cost us anything or like you mentioned the food pantry like you can serve it doesn't have to be big but it really is yeah puts you in it gives you more gratitude for what you have and Yes. It, it just puts the whole season into perspective. Yes. I actually, I just had a conversation with somebody the other day talking about this idea of just the giving and the serving. And they were saying, you know, I love that I have the opportunity to be so generous with my money and all of this. But as we were talking, I just, we talked through it and it was a really good conversation that kind of led to not everybody has, like you were saying, that extra money to give. But like your kids could give a book or you show up and just being the hands and feet of Jesus where you're at and just to smile at somebody, just to give them a hug. So glad you're here today. Like those things, they don't take any money. They don't take the budgeting. They don't, you just show up and love on people. And I love just that intentional, right? We're talking about being intentional and planning. I think putting a time like that in for your kids, for your family so good and helpful with the mindset of it all. I see you over there. You're constantly doing all the things for everyone else, but when do you have time to breathe and take care of yourself? God did not create you to be an afterthought, sis. It's time to refill your cup so that you can keep pouring into others without running on empty. I'm hosting a three-night, two-day retreat for women who struggle with constant exhaustion, feeling overwhelmed, never feeling caught up, and wishing they could just escape for a hot second. I want you to click the link in the show notes, or you can head over to racheldbaker.com to join the waitlist for the Renewal Retreat. Be the first to get the details for our next retreat so you can rest, recharge, and find refuge with other women who totally get it. You can't truly invest in others until you've invested in yourself. So click that link in the show notes or head over to racheldbaker.com and join the waitlist for the renewal retreat. So, oh, glad we, glad we went there. Thank you for that. Yes. And it's fun to see what the kids come up with. Like we ask them for their input mm. and um, it's fun to see what they, to get them thinking about that and see what they want to do. Yes. That's so good. All right. I could talk to you forever. I'm going to try to wind us down. So just a couple more questions. I would love to know any tools or strategies. Cause you've mentioned like you know, you Google Sheets and using that on your phone as well and things like, but any tools or strategies that you have found that are really helpful for you with managing your time or allowing for some breathing room? Because I do, when I think about managing finances and stuff, especially in the season, I'm like, it takes so much time. It takes so much energy. It takes like, how can we create a little breathing room in this space at this time? <laughs> yeah. So I, you've probably heard the acronym KISS, keep it simple, stupid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> keep it as simple as possible. I think people overcomplicate things. Like I said, it could be an envelope in your wallet when it comes to your budget. Mm -hmm. You do what works for you. I like spreadsheets. So I use spreadsheets and I yep. use Google Sheets. So that means I can pull it up on my phone when I'm at the store to see how much is left in this right. category or put it in. 
some people don't like spreadsheets. So pen and paper works, or there are so many apps. If you're a digital person, um, there are so many apps. Every dollar is probably my favorite, easy to use one, Mm -hmm. but anything that works for you, but keeping it as simple as possible. Don't overcomplicate it. Yeah. And you've mentioned a few other like stra- like doing grocery pickup, right? Yeah, Instead of yes. going and taking all five children to the store. I can't like seriously, I get <laughs> we don't do that. It does not work. <laughs> Every time I I'm like, oh no, oh no, that's terrible. You're a brave woman. So grocery pickup, um, using whatever app or tool works to manage the money. Anything else that we need to know about? Lowering your expectations, I think, helps. Yes, we talked about that. <laughs> everything in life that helps with everything. Yeah, just life. everything. <laughs> just bring it on down, guys. Bring it down. <laughs> That's so good. Okay. And then second to last question, I always ask, is there a book or a podcast that you would like to recommend for our people? Okay. So I knew you were going to ask me this. So I've been thinking about it. And I have a couple, a couple, I don't have just one. I have a couple. Come on, let's you, get them all. If you like to read books, probably my favorite is The Wealthy Barber. It's Ooh. like, it's like 80s or 90s. So it's a little bit dated. Like who uses a barber? Like, do we call them barbers? And, you know, but. I mean, um, so it's like from the 1900s, as my children yes, would say. Yes. Um, but the concept, <laughs> the concept is still there. Okay. Um, and it's essentially, it's a barber that's wealthy, be, even though he didn't make very much money, he becomes wealthy. So it's kind of a novel form, him sharing his experience. Um, nice. So I really like that book. Okay. Um, I know people have very strong feelings of, about pro or against Dave Ramsey, but whether <laughs> or not you agree with him, um, they did a study on millionaires, 10,000 mm. millionaires, and the statistics on that are so interesting. So I'll share a link to this to the findings of this. Yeah, study. Oh, we'll it's put just, it in the show notes. All links to the show notes. So interesting to see, like, oh, guess what? Teachers are one of the top five professions of millionaires. That's and like so crazy. teachers are notorious for not getting paid very much. Right. So yeah. um, so it's really interesting to see how you, us as normal everyday people that mm-hmm. don't have huge high-paying jobs can become successful with money. Yeah. Um, so whether or not you like Dave Ramsey, his study was really interesting. Um, and then I, there's also a podcast I like. There are a lot of great podcasts, but the one I come back to the most is probably The Money Guy. Um, and he has a little bit different philosophy than Dave Ramsey. I feel like it's more mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're trying to get out of debt, Dave Ramsey is awesome. If you're trying to invest and figure out and you're okay with some debt, Money Guy's is the, a great way to go. And they have lots of like Q and A's on their podcast yeah. or YouTube. So I like all of those. I love it. And I love the different people that are connected to all the different recommendations. You know, some, sometimes we have these money conversations and there people do ascribe to like, this is the guru. And that's just, it's how I feel about coaches too, or like people who have digital courses, like they come on and say, this is the way, the only way it will serve that. I've never once found that to be true unless it was Jesus Christ (laughs) preaching salvation. Like there's nobody else that can come out and say, here's the way. So I love that you're pulling from different sources. Yeah. I, it's been interesting because I coach for Dave Ramsey. And so I coach people going through him, mm-hmm. his process, 
And that's awesome. But then I have a lot of people that are, I would say are more mainstream, right? Yeah. That are okay with the car loan and are okay with some of these things. And I'm like, okay, money guy is a little, anyway, it, it, so for different personalities. Yeah. Different values, different preferences, different goals, different, like, just like anything else. I think, you know, we pull from what serves us where we are and where we're trying to get to. So, yeah, so good. Sure. Um, okay. The last question, super easy. How can people get in touch with you and learn from your awesomeness? Um, that is a good question. I probably should have been expecting you to ask it. I didn't even think about it. Um, so YouTube is where I am most consistent. I have lots of videos and tutorials and I share our budget, like our actual numbers. Yeah. You are like out there sharing all the things for the world. If you would like some, we talk a lot about vulnerability, transparency, authenticity. Like if you want that in money, Brittany's your girl. Go watch your videos. Yes, I had to before when before I started sharing our net worth. I was like, uh, I had to ask my husband. I'm like, James, are you okay if I like share people our actual numbers? And he's like, Sure, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, because that's like not normal for people. But I'm like open book when it comes. I like. I love it. Pe- people are tab money's taboo for people, so I don't want to be taboo. So I share my personal experience. This is what's worked for us. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm consistent, lots of videos on YouTube. I am also on Instagram, but I am not. I feel like you see my more real life, like the craziness behind the scenes. Um, Not as much budgeting stuff there. That's Um, okay. We like the real life stuff too. Yes. (laughs) And you've got an Etsy, like you talk about these spreadsheets and stuff. You have an Etsy store, right? Yes, I do. I sell my templates all on Etsy. Um, but the the holiday template is totally free. So with that link, you can have it for free. All right. Holiday template linked in the show notes. Definitely grab that along with any and all other links for Brittany. You want her. Now you know her. You love her. Learn from her wisdom as I am doing on a regular basis. And hopefully just this conversation, we're able to walk away Breathing a little easier around our money in this season and have a little more peace, a little more joy. You know, we can't take away all the chaos and crazy, (laughs) but we're going to ease it just a little bit and have a little lighter spirit as we go into the holidays. So thank you so much, Brittany, for being here, sharing your wisdom and just chatting with me today. Yes. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to check the show notes to get links for all the resources mentioned in this episode. As always, your reviews make such a difference. So thank you for taking the time to leave those for us. Your ratings and thoughts mean so much. I love reading each and every one. As we wrap up today, please remember, life can feel crazy and overwhelming sometimes, but you will never regret taking the time to create some breathing room.